You're listening to Ari Snapshots. We chat about the science behind the weeds and decode some of the trickier concepts which crop up. Welcome to Ari Snapshots. In this interview, we're catching up with Ari Senior Research Officer Roberto Lujan Rocha to talk about his latest publication he worked on with Matey, who briefly worked at Ari just before the pandemic. Roberto will remind us of uh, Matey and what he did here. This study that we're focusing on today evaluates the interaction among developing herbicide resistance, seed size and seed dormancy in three weed species in Western Australia. Roberto joins me now. How are you going? I'm good, thank you. Thank Thank you very much for having me, Jess. No problems. Great to have you on. It has been a little while. So first, can you just remind us about you worked quite closely with Matey and he did visit Ari and uh, worked here briefly. Can you take us back and just give a bit of a snapshot of who Matey is and what he did at Ari? So I think Matey came during his PhD because he was doing a PhD at the University uh, of Texas. And uh, I think the, he came in 2019, yeah, just before the COVID pandemic. And uh, yeah, he was a great person and we started working together in these uh, seed dormancy issues that we have here. Yeah. Because he's had um, lots of um, experience in this area. He's had uh, quite a few publications in this area as well. So uh, it was very, very skillful person to have in our team, you know, and so we took the opportunity. Yeah, definitely. And yeah, I remember him before he just went back and uh, when the pandemic hit, it was quite surreal. But yeah, he's all good. He's still working over in the US and uh, yeah, you're still in touch with him. But today we're focusing on that paper. So in the paper we're talking about today, you explain that the use of herbicides in the absence of diverse tactics can put extreme selection pressure on weeds for resistance evolution and weed adaptive traits like high seed dormancy. So what informed your decision to look specifically at seeds size and dormancy in this study? So seed size and seed dormancy are two important uh, adaptive traits that have affected the colonization and uh, persistence of wheat and plant evolution in general. And surprisingly, both seed traits have co-adapted to different wheat management practices, along with other adaptation strategies, such as the evolution of herbicide resistance. However, a number of previous studies, including some work by our own Michelle Owen, and also previous research by my team, who, who is the main author of this paper, have found that wheat populations resistant to multiple herbicides also show changes in seed morphophysiological traits, such as the speed of germination, uh, seedling vigor, and also seed dormancy and seed size, which is what we look um, at in this paper. So this is where the idea came from. Uh, but importantly, these changes in trades that we're talking about have the potential to enhance the fitness of herbicide-resistant individuals. For example, change in seed, in seed dormancy of a given species can change the expected germination pattern under field conditions. And therefore, some cohorts might be able to evade control uh, when pre-emerging herbicides are being used, or they might also be able to evade post-emerging herbicide applications. Yeah, right. Interesting. And we did mention in the intro there that you're looking at three specific weeds. What specific weeds were you looking at in this study and why were they the ones that you chose? We looked at three species. So we looked at bromgrass, barley grass and wild oats. But this is a good question because this work was unintentional, really. What happens is that I, I went sampling uh, to fields and uh, my targeted species was actually ryegrass. Nothing to do with this species, but when I went to site, 
I just saw these additional species, so I thought, why not just collect them just in case? And this is wha- one of the things, I guess, important things to mention that happens when we do experiments, because sometimes we have something in mind, but then sometimes we decide to collect additional data or to do additional things just in case to see what's happening, to see what we're going to find. And this is what we did in this case. So I started the sea dormancy experiment here at the university just to test this species. And then immediately after the first two tests, I saw that there was some potential high dormancy of some of these populations. So we decided to explore them farther. Yeah, that is really interesting. It's really true to what research is like in practice. And so let's get a bit more into the details of uh, what you focused on in this study after you decided it was worth pursuing uh, some further research on this. So in this question, I'd be keen to learn more about uh, what you focused on when it came to seed size and what seeds had the longest dormancy and also what that relationship was between herbicide use and seed dormancy. If you can paint a picture on what you were focusing on in that regard. So what we found is that the larger seeds had significantly more dormancy in all the three weed species that we looked in this study. So basically a larger seed can promote increased vigor of the emerging seedlings which can lead to a stronger plants and therefore an increased ability to persist under you know, adverse environments. So larger seeds can promote faster growth, which means that the surface area of the leaves might be bigger than the optimum stage for effective herbicide control. So what I'm trying to say is that a larger plant might receive a lower dose than it's required for control which can then lead to a gradual evolution of herbicide resistance. Okay, that does make sense. And so obviously this is a big issue, it's a problem. What can growers do to prevent developing herbicide resistance on their farm based on these study results? Well, I guess this is a message that Ari has been repeating you know, many times. And also I'll repeat the wise and simple message from Steve Powell's, which you know, he always says, when you find something that works, don't stick to it. And, you know, it's a simple but super important message. Yeah, so it's all about using those diverse tactics. And, uh, yeah, I guess also just having an awareness of what's going on on your farm and what you could potentially add to uh, your suite of control tools. So thanks for explaining that research. And before we go, I'm keen to ask about a new project you've been working on this year. So it involves the use of cameras. Can you talk to us a bit about this? Yeah, sure, I can. So what's happening is that uh, during the last couple of years, we've been looking at the residuality of some pre-emerging herbicides in field conditions. And we looked at the most common herbicides that we have, you know, pyroxysulfone, uh, trifluralin, boxygold. And we have also new herbicides, uh, pre-emerging herbicides in the market now, which, uh, Overwatch, we have uh, Luximax, Matino Complete. So what we do is we try to measure the shoot length of each plant as a as an indicator of how much herbicide there is in the soil. So there is previous work done by Yasin Khalil, who used to work with us, now he's working at Kylix. So he found that shoot length correlates with the amount of herbicide uh, in the soil. Now, what I'm trying to do is trying to optimize maybe or try to improve the way that we're doing the assessments. And I'm trying to use different kinds of multispectral cameras. So for the people who don't know, in multispectral camera, what we have is uh, different wavelengths of light that we're looking at. 
a normal camera that you may have in your phone takes photos in RGB. So most people have heard this. So that means red, green, and blue light. And what the phone is doing is combining these uh, different wavelengths to give you the color. And that's the visible spectrum of light that your own eyes can see. So what we have with a multispectral camera is that we can see beyond the visible wavelength of light, be beyond this spectrum. And we can also see red edge light and near infrared light. Now, the idea is to try to determine different indexes with these different wavelengths of light to see if I can find that some, something that correlates to the amount of herbicides, of pre-emerging herbicides in the soil. Yeah, so that's the basic idea of it. And yeah, hopefully we have something good at the end of this study. But uh, yeah, that's what I'm working on right now. But this is just a side study on top of all the work that we're doing this year, all the field experiments that we have this year. Yeah, lots going on in the agronomy team. Well, thank you so much for giving us an update on that and explaining your latest uh, paper on seed size and dormancy. Very interesting stuff and yet another reminder just to use those diverse tactics. So thanks very much, Roberto. Thank you, Jess.